Blog Talk Radio. All right, we are live on the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd and my buddy Josh Spiarga. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure, Spencer. Absolutely. Uh, Monday night already. So they come quick, man. It's it's so weird. Um, like NASCAR season, it just like as soon as you get to the, I mean, the off season goes goes by quick, but as soon as you get to the season, it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. But we're off all of April. Yeah. What are we gonna weird. do? Work. <laughs> I was uh, I was looking at the schedule today, and I don't want to <clears throat> do any spoiler spoiler alert, you know, right now. But uh, what is what is pretty bright? Yeah. Is this there easy red flashlight. It's about a twelve-ish dollar easy red flashlight. Really yeah, super bright. And we were uh, magnetic we were handing, We were handing a couple of those out uh, in the fan zone. Yeah, right? keep working out, man. It's not it's not magnetic. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we handed out a ton of those, man. Yeah. Uh, I love Drill Speedway with Easy Red. Uh, cruising the campground with it's always uh, fun. Frankie and Luke and yeah. our buddies from Easy Red. It's a blast. It was a good time. But, uh, man, we uh, even yesterday was fun. Having uh, having steak at the house uh, yeah. that your mom Some, and uh, uncle prepared. The crowd count. Yeah, that was delicious. I, I, you man in the grill. Yeah, before okay. you got there. Okay. So, exciting weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, Martinsville. Your hometown or home racetrack, yeah, not hometown, yeah, um, so close to where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I made my debut at Martinsville. Yeah, so I uh, drove the '63 truck. Um, you know, had a great race there. We didn't get the finish we wanted back then, but we ran up front, and got in a wreck. But but it was good to um, be back. Right? It was good to be back. Love Martinsville. I love it there. Short it's track blast. racing, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, let's yeah. go ahead and uh, get our intro going, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah, let's do. It. Welcome officially now to the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd. I'm Josh, the PR guy. Episode eight, man, and we're uh, we're recapping Martinsville. Crazy. And we're gonna preview Texas. That's right. You love Texas, right? I do. Texas is second home. Second. Love it. Home. And love you it. you've been there a lot recently, yeah. even like off season and just you know a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Buddy Tom is there, and uh, went down there for Crowd Cow. Had a lot of sponsors down there. Yeah. Grunt Styles based out of San Antonio. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. And the racetrack. I've ran there three times. Yeah. Do you like it? I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Now, you, you never race. ran there before they did the rebuild, nope. right? Yeah, it's all it's all been on the new on the new. So, track. you don't really have anything to compare it to? No. I mean, iRacing. Yeah. iRacing is the old Texas. Mm-hmm. So, we had some fun with that yesterday. But, um, yeah. So... We're gonna fire off our topics here. Let's fire it off, yeah. So um, we got our kiss, kick, kiss, kick ass tweets of the week. Um, okay. The first one was uh, a post Martinsville one that you did. Um, yeah. Talking about when you climb in the truck, your kind of attitude, uh, yeah. kind of reaction to the weekend, so to say. I think we had a similar post, um, maybe last week, a couple weeks ago, but definitely want to highlight that. Um, our buddy Alex Hayden from MRN. This was yeah. a cool picture. If you guys haven't seen it, it's uh, I guess it's from 
Alex's perspective up in the, the tower or the stands, and it's a picture of the whole crowd just filing in for Martinsville. Then uh, Tony Stewart, thoughts yep. on young drivers and cup uh, moving up quick. So we'll kind of talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, might get a little perspective of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, we'll talk about Texas Roots, mm-hmm. second home, love Texas. Yep. And then the uh, – I don't even know if it's the Vancor or Vancor. Vancor? I don't know. Yeah, sounds right. 350. Well, we were just talking about this at dinner. Texas. Is it really 350? I don't know. <laughs> how, <laughs> many, how many laps is this yeah. race? Well, it's 350 a- miles at a mile and a half. I got no idea. Our, our executive producer. Yeah. Go ahead and Google how many laps Well, here's it is. the thing. And this is, <laughs> this is why we started kind of getting into this debate. Normally, you got the truck, Xfinity, and Cup, like in, in terms yeah, of the like order the length of the land. And the order. Yeah. Except in Atlanta. Well, we were at. And you brought it to my attention. You're like, is it really 350? Like, I don't think I've ever done a truck race that's 350 miles. Yeah. I mean, normally <laughs> it's like truck races are 200 to 250 miles. Yeah. What's the answer? So it's actually 350 kilometers. Ah. Because if you remember, they used to run this race with IndyCar. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense. 220 miles, which is 147 miles. Oh, okay. How many? 147. Oh, thank you. You got to have that guy, right? Because yeah. we're over here like, we're like, two, we're just two local idiots. 200, <laughs> 200 laps. I mean, Woo! all right. Well, let's so, jump right into it. Uh, let me take a quick little break, get a drink of water, okay. and uh, we'll get ready to go. Listen to me very closely. You can write everything down if you want to. Be brave enough to write every one of your goals down, but I'm going to tell you something. Life's going to hit you in your mouth, and you got to do me a huge favor. Your why has to be greater than that knockdown. Listen to me. Many of you right now, life got you up against the rope, and you got to do me a favor. Like, you can't give up. You can't give in. Listen to me. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And if life got you backed up, I need you to do what Buster Douglas did. Buster Douglas started fighting back. He said, I know you knocked out 30 other people before me, but I won't be the 31st. You got to tell life, I don't know who you've been dealing with, but you ain't dealt with me. So how cool is that? It's pretty good. Um, pretty good. So I thought that was an appropriate topic to kind of lead us in here. Um, I'm going to pull up our tweet, and it's actually your tweet. Hey, nice background picture. That number 20 Easy Red Chevy it's Silverado, it looks so good. It looks great. It looks good. So uh, it looks better one. with a clock next to it, but yeah. Hey, we'll next get there. Time. One day. One day. So, um, this was Sunday morning. <laughs> this was yeah. Sunday morning, um, and this was a tweet I actually woke up to that you tweeted. Um, it says, when I climb in, I always have the same optimism and respect for the journey. Yesterday was a tough one with a truck handling so good all weekend and Martinsville being one of my favorite tracks. It wasn't our day to get that clock, but as time goes, we will be back. And then I think you uh, were talking about getting ready for Texas, so... Um, yeah. I just kind of want to highlight, um, you know, your your positive attitude, um, your leadership, and uh, I was honestly really proud of you this weekend. I know um, it was a tough weekend. We we had a lot of fun with Easy Red during the week and yeah. so much hype, and, and you love Martinsville, and we had a great truck, really, in practice and uh, yeah. you know, qualifying, and then I uh, had, some, had some issues, so, but... Um, 
just talk about, you know, kind of the weekend in general and then just your attitude and your perspective during, yeah, you know. That I mean, we'll talk about the weekend and then kind of what led up to that tweet. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, going into Martinsville uh, after Atlanta and Vegas, looking for a good run, you know. Uh, new sponsor on board, Easy Red. Uh, excited about that. So a lot of good, positive things going into the weekend. Fresh truck, um, great setup. You know, Panda and all the guys on my team, the 20 team, worked really hard for a couple weeks. I mean, before that, but on that truck particularly, White Lightning. I'm like, man, we're gonna come out and let's make a statement. Which you know, the thing helps you with that. Yeah, yeah. We made we made a statement at Daytona. Sure. Let's, you know, rebound here. Short track racing is my thing. Uh, ran a race at Hickory Motor Speedway in a late model just to get some extra seat time mm-hmm. and just get ready, you know, get the mind right. Uh, I was excited. Um, showed up. We unloaded. Good. Yeah. We went practice. I mean, first 10 laps on the track, and we're top 15 on speed. And then, and you, you know, you kind of had an idea of what to expect, right? Because we got to do a test session earlier. You didn't get to drive in it, but you got some yeah. good notes based off your teammates and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of notes. Uh, paid attention to their lift points, break points. Watched a lot of data. Really put a lot of effort into that race. And, and I try and put effort in every race, um, a lot of effort. But, you know, that race I had a lot of data to look at, a lot of stuff, and, and really felt positive going into the weekend. Uh, I feel like we made a lot of good adjustments in practice. And uh, on our mock run, uh, a lot of those guys tested and uh, had a lot of mock run, like, opportunities. Sure. Um, for us, we did two mock runs. And that's total. Like, we didn't test. We didn't do any in first practice. We didn't unload with a mock run. So, it was just at the end of practice, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And did it the first time and then improved a tenth and a half the second time. And then, hey, you know what? We ended 20th, 1st or something mm-hmm. in practice. I don't know. Something but like there's 40-some trucks there, right? Yeah, 41 trucks. And I'm stoked. You know, there were some really good trucks around me in practice. So, I was happy still had some on the tape. Sure. Felt like I didn't get it all. And, and that's exciting as a driver when your lap time is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, you know, there's more out there. You're like, oh, there's two tenths left. And yeah. really there's probably a tenth. But you're like, man, I got two tenths in yeah. me. This is going to be great. Sure. Look at where that's going to project us. Like, we're good. And then go home, or not go home, go to the hotel, sleep good. You're excited. Uh, good dinner. Get ready for the race day. Show up qualifying. We go out and post up P4 on the board. I knew it was going to go. That was right. Fun. Yeah, I mean, that you know fun. that other trucks are really good. Or they're going to go out, and they're going to kind of bury your lap. But for us, it was go out there, run two time laps, save the tires. So a lot of you fans probably don't realize the strategy. If you feel confident and you think you can make it all three stages, mm-hmm. or all three stages or rounds, yeah. rounds <laughs> all three rounds of qualifying, Yep. then you want to go out there and you want to achieve that lap time that's good enough to get you into the second round as early as possible. It's a fine line, right? Because you don't want to go burn your tires right. off. You want to save a little bit for second, third round. Right. But you want to post a sporty enough time to where you're so getting through with no problem. make top 24. Yep. All right. So, P4, back into the stall. We're sitting there. Plug in the cool-down unit. Cool the motor down. Toss me the phone. I'm looking at the app to see where we are. Mm-hmm. It's telling us we got five minutes left four minutes left and i see us and we're like 12 go down 16 and then i'm looking at laps and i'm like wait a minute we beat a ton of people that ran two laps but people that went out and ran a fourth and a fifth lap they went back ahead of us and we knew the optimum lap is between 
four and six. The four optimum six. lap is between four and six. So based on testing and other guys' mock runs, we knew that. We're like, okay, sweet. We're going to save that for round two because we're going to really have to drive hard to make the top 12. Realistically, we felt like we would qualify 15th. Okay. Okay. So Panda and I, Pickle, <laughs> they all got nicknames. Yep. So uh, we all talked before qualifying, and we're like, hey, this is what we project us to be in. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can do it? I'm like, hey, I think lap two I can run a, a team. Yeah. And we ran a 2012. Yeah. I thought we were going to be a 2015, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was happy. Yeah. Hey, sweet. 2012. Uh, last year, top 24 was a 2028 or something. Okay. So we're like, we're good, but the track's a little faster maybe. So unfortunately, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it all day long. Yeah. Um, it's still riding on me, <laughs> but um, we qualified 25th. Yeah. So, so what happened as, when those guys went back out who were going to find their tires? They went back out yeah. knowing that they were probably – they were behind us. And it bumped you down. And then it bumped me down. And then we realized we were 22nd, yeah. top 24 make it. There were trucks out on the track. So right when you get around that cutoff number, you're you kind of getting out. ready, right, to so, go out. I mean, I'm still locked in, ready to go. Yeah. And they send me out with 30 seconds to go. Yeah. And by, you got to make it around before they drop the checker or the red flag. Red flag. Um. Yeah. And we didn't make it back around yeah. in time. So, it's unfortunate. We missed 24th by one thousandth of a second. That's I mean, how it's close. So, my news. But Martinsville is a fast racetrack for a short track. Um, it's real close lap times. Everyone's getting as much as they can. Every half attempt matters. Sure. I mean, you saw that in round two and round three. So, it's unfortunate. But, hey, you know what? Uh, take it on the chin. And move on. Let's start 25th. We knew we were starting 25th. Looked at who we were going to start around and said, okay, these guys are going to be moving forward. Let's line up and roll with them. Try and pick up some spots early. So we moved on to the race. Yep. And the start was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed on the bottom there. Passed a couple people. Um, wasn't You're moving bad. up pretty quick. Yeah, it wasn't like, bad. We, right off the green like, flag. Everyone was staying in a tight line. It wasn't okay. like we were losing a lot of time falling back. So you know, looking at where the leaders were, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I don't want to knock the bumper off this thing trying sure. to pass people, but strategically get a run up off the bottom of the corner and get them. But you wanted to be patiently aggressive, right? Because yeah, starting, you know, mid to back of the pack, the leaders come up quick, right? Especially at Martinsville. Yeah, they do. So you want to go. You want to so, pass people. You want to be cautiously yeah. aggressive, but you don't want to lose time yeah. and, and get lapped. So we're doing our thing. Everything looked to be going well. Spotter was happy. Crew chiefs is like, hey, man, you know, keep digging. Uh, try and pass some people if you can. We don't want to lose too much time. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to get caught racing side by side and lose a, and your average lap time go way down. Sure. So, um, through that lap, I don't know, 15-ish, mm-hmm. just all of a sudden, blah, that's the sound. Yeah. And you're like, okay, coils, spark plug wires, something. Yeah. And it was real bad. Uh, wouldn't get out of its own way. It was a bad deal. Um, needed a caution. No caution came until my teammate popped an oil line mm. five laps before the end of stage one. Mm-hmm. Come down pit road, realize spark plug wires off. Leave because they didn't have a spark plug wire, you know, right Ready. with them. So go back out, catch back up, come back in, put a spark plug wire on, take back off. I'm like, hey guys, uh, it feels a little more power, but it doesn't feel great. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's perfect. And they're like, well, there may be another one off. You so realistically, know. you were on what six, six cylinders? cylinders? Six cylinders for the second. a little bit, and then first second, yeah. yeah. And then 
at the end, of, you know, we ran where we ran all day. We were a bunch of laps down yeah. from being on six cylinders for a whole segment. And then – So bad deal, right? Like, bad deal. All the way around. Yeah. Not, not your fault. Not the crew's bad fault. It, it was an engine problem. Right? Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the race, we realized we were on seven cylinders. Bummer deal. And basically – However, I, but this is where I want to jump in with your tri- – explicitly listening on the radio, and I'm like, he is going to, you know, be – Raising hell, basically. Yeah. And you came on the radio and you said, "All right, guys, and uh, crew, we can look at this one of two ways. We can be pissed and have a bad day, or we can just take what we got and make the best we can out of it. We got a lot of racing left. Let's do do the best we can." And that's you. That's what you said. Yeah. And uh, so I was proud of you for that. And uh, just talk about how how you're being positive through something that's, you know, obviously not the ideal situation and um, being able to be a leader for your team during that yeah. time. Um, you're in a race car uh, alone. You got a spotter yeah. and uh, your team, and you want them to work on things quickly and uh, try and find a resolution. But um, you got to stay positive. There's no reason to get mad. I mean, trust me, there's – I was upset. Yeah. And you don't hold the button down the whole time and sure. tell everyone in the world yeah, what you're, you're thinking <laughs> and then let the team know that, we're one team working hard, one goal. And uh, I know that they got my back and I know that they didn't want that to happen. Sure. And then, uh, it is what it is. We ended the race. I went home, thought about it. And it's one of those things where you got to be grateful every time you hop in the truck. Mm -hmm. Um, when you hop in, you know, that there's a risk of having a good day or a bad day, right? Like, you know, going into it, it may not be the greatest day. Sure. And, um, you know, everyone's always like, hey, man, you know, be safe out there, things like that. And it's like, yeah, NASCAR does a great job making these things real safe. I think you're always concerned about, am I going to have a good enough day for the people that are rooting for me? Am I going to have a good enough day for the sponsors? Things like that. So there's a lot of things that go through your head, and you're just grateful to be out there racing. And you know that there's going to be a lot more bad days than good days. Mm-hmm. And um, just smile about the journey and <laughs> get out there next week. And that's a cool thing. Um, got enough support to uh be racing texas and uh be living my dream so it, it I'm sounds excited. cliche but job of how you respond to that and, and what you could control so yeah appreciate uh, that man. take it on the chin and we'll move on to that absolutely so uh take a quick break yeah and uh we'll jump into our next topic here Spencer Boyd, and uh, let's talk about uh, 
Alex Hayden Sweet. Pretty yeah. cool. Um, great guy from MRN. Uh, always has a good positive outlook on things and uh, brings a lot to the sport. I think he's really good. Um, his tweet is, huge crowd making its way through the gates of Martinsville Speedway for today's STP 500 MRN radio airtime. Yeah. And you, so, uh, you looking at that picture, that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, Martinsville Speedway is super organized, getting people into uh, the racetrack. They get them in quick, which is really cool. I know fans think about that. You know, you want to go to the race and you want access and you want it to be smooth. You don't want to get hung up. And uh, it's a fun racetrack to go to. So I think the crowds naturally at Martinsville are good just because the racing is really cool. And I mean, look, face it, uh, Matt Kenseth, Logano a few years ago. Uh, oh, my goodness. Hamlin, Chase yeah. Elliott. Yeah. I mean, it's an exciting track. Jeff Gordon, a lot of one in 2015. craziness. Yeah, it's a track. Um, well, I think you said it best because you retweeted it this morning. More said, short tracks. Please, more short tracks. Yeah. <laughs> if we so, could run Martinsville every weekend, probably couldn't afford the noses and the rear you bumpers. You said that about Bristol and Richmond, too. I love Richmond, too. <laughs> but Bring the trucks back to Richmond. Yeah, bring the <laughs> trucks to Richmond for a night race. So uh, I love night racing. I love short track racing. And uh, it's cool that the fans love it, too. Um, I'm glad that we can agree on something. So I don't have to ask you twice because I already know you're, you're a short track guy. You oh, love yeah. short tracks. You grew up on short tracks. That's where you yeah. cut your teeth. Where do you want to see the truck series go that they don't go right now? So uh, I trust Dale Jr. So I've never seen Nashville. I've mm-hmm. never ran there. But when he, if Dale Jr. says we should go to Nashville, I think we go to Nashville. Yeah. Then for me, um, you know, Myrtle Beach would mm-hmm. be cool. Big tire wear, um, nice grandstands. Feel like there would be a lot of uh, fans out there. Um, we don't really race out that way except Darlington. You've raced there once, right? Yeah, I ran a uh, a Pro Cup race there, okay. and then uh, cool surface, a lot of horsepower. Is that, that where we Cup were watching car. the other day when you did your live? Yeah. Yeah, the, the modified race was there. Gotcha. And then it looks um, like a fun track. You know, let's go to I-44, Lebanon Speedway, back in Missouri. Um, no, I don't know. There, there's a lot of cool tracks. IRP. There's a, yeah, IRP <laughs> for sure. Um, Richmond. <laughs> I mean. Throw in Road America. Four that's point. Not, that's not a short Four point three miles. You just went from a short track to, like, the longest track on the circuit. Yeah. We're talking short track. I like road course racing, too. Yeah. I didn't run an old well, yeah. 13 or 14 years old. So I grew up road course racing. Yeah, so uh, I do love different in the in the stock cars, right? Yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah, it's a lot different. You don't have to shift them. You, did you have shifter go cars? I didn't, or just normal. I didn't race shifter go. Okay. Yeah, I ran tags, but uh, in four cycle. I'd love lot. to do that at Bud Pros. It's fun. I know they have some guys who have shifter carts out there. Just stick to hospitality. <laughs> I'm kidding. So there were a lot of people there mm-hmm. um had a lot of fun there were a lot of people at the uh truck race yeah i love short track racing and in the campground i mean hey right. go ahead and comment on the live what short track you like and maybe yeah. i'll mention it next time uh, we're tweeting about short track racing not i know there's a lot of good short tracks out there and maybe i don't know you know what i mean there's a lot of short track short track <laughs> tracks that's hard to say yeah it is kind of weird short track tracks out in the southwest you know what i mean can you imagine a truck race at Irwindale? Oh, yeah. Mix in a little figure eight race in there's, the old uh, Tony the Stewart said. Let's the go backwards. Let's go forward. Let's go. There's That's so, an awesome video. There's so many short shots all over America that it's like. It's what built the sport. Yeah. Man. I mean, so don't get too far away. Imagine from, if the truck series just did like 
You want to go to break? Huh? I didn't mean to interrupt, but you want to go to break? Yeah, sure. We got a crab cow giveaway later tonight? Yeah. Tune in. Oof. Check your email. So many great flashlights. (laughs) So many great flashlights. Go to easyred.com. Check them out. Uh, Check out Easy Red Tools on Instagram. Give them a follow. There's a bunch of pictures of my truck on there. Yeah. White Lightning. White Lightning. So we're going to shift gears a little bit. Um, We're going to leave Martinsville in the rear view. Uh, Very good time there. But uh, this was uh, interesting. They they were talking about it on Race Hub. Um, I think it was a Wednesday. And uh, it was Tony Stewart, and he's talking about just uh, like young drivers coming up in the sport, racing cup series. And uh, he had some really uh, interesting comments, and I just kind of wanted to get your take on it. So um, let me read this real quick. Tony Stewart, I'm still a race fan too, and it's hard for me to embrace somebody who's just graduating high school and they're driving a cup car. What have they done to really legitimately earn their opportunity? There's hundreds of thousands of race car drivers across the country that have clawed and scratched their way at Saturday night short tracks and worked on their cars all their life to get to where they are. Um, Then you get rich kids, you get kids with rich fathers and deep pockets that put them in race cars. All of a sudden, because they're 18 years old, they think they deserve to be in a cup car. I have a hard time with that. So, So, interesting, right? Pretty strong thoughts by Tony. Yeah, definitely strong. You know, and Tony is a very successful race car driver in a lot of different forms of racing. So, you got to take you got to take his thoughts mm-hmm. into consideration. And, um, look, uh, racing's not a cheap sport. Yeah. And, uh, definitely. We were just economy talking about that at dinner. How much, yeah. How much money it takes. You know, the economy's changed over the years. Uh, racing has changed over the past 10 years, 15 years, definitely. Um, and there are a lot of kids racing in the cup level off of dad's money. And, um, if you got it, do it. You know what I mean? As a race car driver, I'm doing it my way, and there's other kids doing it their own way. And mm-hmm. I don't think you need to really talk about, you know, who – I don't drop any names of who's doing it on money, who's sure. not. Like, it's racing, and you do it how you can do it. And for me, uh, I race off sponsorship, uh, try and work hard for partners and make it make sense and give them an ROI and uh, give them a personality behind their brand. But there's a lot of things involved in racing. There's B2B. There's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the age of racing. I see a lot of people complain about how do we make it in racing? How do we make it right? Why is it not fair? For me, it's just like Tony said, scratch, claw, do what you got to do, and be grateful for the opportunity. And for me, I feel really fortunate to be at this level, and I'm going to do what it takes to stay here. That's the thing for me, and I, I think Michael Walter said this on race hub when talking about this and 
to me, it's it's what can you do with the opportunity, right? Right. So there, no matter how you get to cup, whether you know you've grown up racing short tracks and you get you know uh, recruited, or you know your family owns a company and, and is able to to pump money into your racing, um, and we won't name any names, but it's it's how you take advantage of your opportunity, right? So yeah, yeah you got to cup, but what are you doing now that you're in cup? Are you winning races or are you running 25th, 30th, not taking advantage of yeah. anything? And I think um, we know racing money has a lot to do with how good of equipment you can be sure. in, what kind of team you can drive. Well, for. It's a lot of moving parts. Right? There's yeah. So many variables, but at the end of the day, um, take that platform you're on, do something good for your community, your brand, and uh, bring something to NASCAR that other people aren't bringing. And I think that's what you have to do to set yourself apart. Um, for me, uh, everyone's going to have their opinion, right? Tony's going to have his opinion. The kid that's there on daddy's money is going to have their opinion. So at the end of the day, get out there, race your guts out, do what you can for your sponsors, whether it's mom and dad's company or it's another company. At the end of the day, uh, do the best job you can every week. And for me, that's what I try and do. I try and go out there, give it 100, 110% every lap. And you want to be a, a spokesperson and a brand ambassador, basically, right? When you for, sure. for your sponsors, so absolutely, uh, I agree. You know, you get out there, and no matter how you get there, it's it's what what can you do once you're there? Yeah. Really? And for me, we're gonna talk about Texas. Yeah. And absolutely. let's go uh, Take another- commercial break. It's a single star waving, so proud and tall. It's the smell of gunpowder on the Alamo walls. A red corpus sunset, hill country blue bonnets. Brisket at Cooper's, Joe T's enchiladas. It's floating the Frio, cold beer in hand. It's a couple two step into a twin fiddle band. It's a Saturday rodeo, Friday night light. Ever seen in your life? Oh, the mud on the brass and red river run through our blood. Let the world know we'll fight to the death for the land and the people we love. Gather round, friends. It's time for a toast. Let us raise up the cold one together. commercial break uh eagles nest with spencer boyd and josh pr guy every monday night 7 p.m eastern and uh always yeah. a good time little, little uh location swap this week yeah doing it at the rhpd lounge well uh <laughs> great it's fun so uh, <laughs> it's fun so uh, happy to be here spencer we got these cool hats in here and uh, apparently we got some attention especially, especially on this uh one auto black hat um, people want to know if they can purchase this hat. And so, give me an update on the merchandise. Everyone's asking I'm, about merchandise. I'm here in April 1st. I'm here in April 1st on merchandise, and there was definitely April be... Fool's Day, or... Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe we should do April 2nd. April 2nd? Because, <laughs> like, what if people are like, hey, I bought a hat, and you sign it, and then <laughs> you, they're like, April sure? Fool's, and I'm going to be like... There once was a... <laughs> So, 
You know, like. Can you not give him a life? <laughs> I love this life. Guys, we're live, and we're live on the air. And I love doing the Eagles Nest. It's so much fun. But let's talk about Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, Texas, Texas forever. I love it. Because what I love about Texas, everything. they're so patriotic. They put their flag on everything. There is this really cool picture of you, and I'm sure it's going to circulate sometime this week. Golf and it's you on the golf cart. Uh, in the back of Big Hoss, has <laughs> got this giant illuminated American flag. I love it. And you're out there just in all your it. glory. Now, loving America. Texas is so confident. I can't believe they don't have the Texas flag. They actually have the American flag, which is cool. They love both. Yeah. Um, it's so cool to see all the flags flying, uh, all the Texas pride. I love it. Uh, it's probably why I love Texas, love Texas people. Um, it's so fun. Great barbecue. I grew up in Missouri with great barbecue. Family in Kansas City, great barbecue. Carolinas have their own barbecue, and Texas has uh, mouth-watering, amazing barbecue. I love it. I'm sure we'll be eating barbecue Wednesday night. We leave Wednesday for Texas Motor Speedway, and new paint scheme. Yeah. Stay tuned. Ooh. New paint scheme coming out. I love different paint schemes. Like, I get excited. I'm like, are people going to recognize me? Yeah. Are people excited? They're liking the new it's, paint scheme. It's a on very young motorsport-esque scheme. It is. It looks good. Screams Texas. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm not even from Texas, but I'm like, woo! You're hyped. Texas. You're hyped. You're at I'm the so shop hyped. all day. You didn't even want to leave. Yeah. We were busy at the shop. <laughs> the guys are working hard. Uh, that number 20 looks great. We got. One of the best trucks in our fleet going to Texas Motor Speedway. I'm so happy. I'm not a mile-and-a-half guy, but I'm feeling good. You are this weekend. Love the one you're with. <laughs> Love Texas Motor Speedway. Can't wait to get there. And new sponsor, Texas yeah. Rig Equipment. Um, really Rig cool equipment. to uh, have. That's breaking news on the podcast right now? That is breaking news. So stay Whoa. tuned. <laughs> new paint scheme coming out with a new sponsor. And, of course, I have uh, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, mm-hmm. 1A Auto on there, Crowd Cows on there, and, of course, Console Vault. Uh, guys, you can use Boyd20 for 20% off at a lot of those places. Yeah. Um, go to crowdcow.com backslash Spencer Boyd for 25 bucks off your first order. And check out, we got a release coming out tonight yeah. for uh, some Crowd Cow giveaway. That's cool. Really cool giveaway. And then um, go to consolevault.com, use CVSB20. I'm so proud that you can remember all this. There's so much going on. 10% off your yeah. console vault. It's great. I love my <laughs> console vault. I got, I mean, if you could freeze stuff in it, I'd carry around some wild goo, some crowd cow in there, but I use my preserved that's, kick-ass that's beef jerky. console vault. It's a refrigerator, refrigerator console vault. My mind's blown. I wouldn't call it a million-dollar you idea. Imagine if you're just driving around, you're like, console vault, let me uh, get my steak from uh, well, crowd cow. you got to cook it. So then you got, like, the grill cold. popping out in the passenger seat. We're getting way too complicated. Propane. Hey, they had <laughs> what do they call it? They had little pours in the uh, in the old uh, moonshine vehicles, right? Uh, so they pro, had, pro like you open up the glove compartment and there's like a pour, whatever. I don't know. A tap, a tap, yeah, a tap. All right. Obviously, I'm not sponsored by a beer company, so I'm not real sharp on the tap and things like that. But what are you doing? Reeling us back? I'm reeling in? you back. In. Reeling me back. We're in. getting off topic. Um, Texas roots. Why is Texas like a second home? Said that. When? <laughs> um, Texas is like a second home for me. I have a lot of sponsors from there. Okay. Grunt Style is based out of San Antonio. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Uh, I was down there recently with Crowd Cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, record rack deer feed is huge in Texas. Yeah. All right. Golden deer nuggets. Um, mm, so good. <laughs> they smell like blueberries. And I love my Uncle Larry's blueberry one? muffins. Don't lie. Have you eaten smell one? like. Have you eaten one? Don't lie. I may nibble on that. <laughs> you got to try it. I love my deer. So I got to make sure, like, Kimber got into it a little while Yeah, my dog loved it. So check out Record Rack, Deer Feed. Give them a follow. Um, follow all my sponsors. I appreciate that. But, guys, this is my first truck race at Texas Motor Speedway. Totally different than the Xfinity car. I've driven enough mile and a half to know that it's not going to handle like an Xfinity car. But I feel like uh, I'm optimistic. Watched a lot of in-car camera, a lot of videos with my crew chief, Panda, and just excited to get out to the racetrack. So last night we were doing a little bit of fun, and I know you said the only uh, old configuration of Tet that you've been on is – on the, on, simulator. The, okay. on the simulator. Okay. So how's the simulator training for Texas relate to what you're doing this weekend? So, I mean. Do you take anything away from it at all, even if it's a different configuration? A lot different. Yeah, it's a lot different. So just running laps on the simulator is a good thing. Talking about feedback with the crew chief and just what you're feeling. And driving on the simulator gives you some visuals, things like that. At least you see Big Hoss and you see Texas Motor Speedway and you're like, yeah, well, I'm at Texas. It drives a lot different. I got a great notebook from being there. Uh, three times. Uh, Tyler Young did a great job there last year in the, uh, I think it's 12 truck or something. I don't know. Yeah. Was it 12? Um, I don't know. He ran really well there last year. So leaning on him, uh, he's made Texas uh, an important track to him. Uh, mm-hmm. They put a lot of effort, a lot of resources and running well there. And I want to be the highest, best performing Young's Motorsports truck there. How's that sound? I think you can do it. I think we can do it. Yeah. I think we got a great truck. Pandas worked really hard. They were on a pull-down rig today, um, putting that new paint scheme on as well. Uh, got in the truck, made sure everything was comfortable. I'm stoked. Uh, I've driven this truck at Atlanta. Uh, they got it fixed back, guys. I mean, we tore that truck up there in the final, I don't know, eight or ten laps at Atlanta. And a side note, didn't it's you back. give, like, your whole side panel from Atlanta to somebody this week? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, friend, he – uh, cool. He got the side panel and I mean, signed it. We'll post a picture. I think there might be a picture up, think, but we'll post I another one. He was so excited about that. Brandon, uh, I think. Brandon, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool guy. We met him at Martinsville. He had uh, I think a I couple, met, couple I met of die before, yeah. but um, saw him again, and uh, he supported. He, was stoked, he actually man. had one of my uh, die casts. Well, he had not. I mean, he had a die cast made yeah. of my number 12 truck that I attempted to make. And we got a cool, first cool Daytona picture of that, raceway. too. We'll throw yeah. that up on social. That'd be fun. Guys, Texas Motor Speedway. Can't wait to get out there. Tune in. Follow me on Instagram at Spencer Boyd PR, Twitter at Spencer Boyd, and Facebook. Check it out. Don't fall behind. We've posted a lot of stuff. Go on Spencer Boyd Racing fan page on Facebook. Uh, Give it a like and a follow. Check out these new pictures. We got some great pics. We had a million photographers at uh, at Martinsville Speedway. Thank you to everybody. White. uh, White Lightning looks good, and uh, we got to figure out a name. Let's get a name tomorrow of the new for Texas Rig Equipment. Yeah, sounds great. So, uh, T-R-E. Final thought. Trey. Are we going to name it Trey? T-R-E, Texas Rig Equipment. Trey? Well, uh, maybe we'll let the fans pick. They've done a good job. You don't like mine? No, I don't like it. All right, guys. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd. Josh PR got new location. Go check out Easy Red. Great partner last week. 1A Auto. And you can get Easy Red products at 1AAuto.com. Check it out.
Yep. Yeah. And got this cool crowd cow. Crowd cow shirt. So check your email. Check on social media. We're doing a giveaway here later. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We're going to let it go. Yeah. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana man. So wrong enough that both the faded love and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. I remember down in Houston, we were putting on a show. When a cowboy in the back stood up and yelled, Hot Night Joe! He said, we love what you're doing. Boys, don't get us wrong. There's just something missing in your song. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So rolls enough that 